When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Just the Cheese, Please. I am your host, Adam. I'm here with Tara J. How are you doing today, Tara? I'm pretty good. A little tired, but, you know, it's all right. I feel like nothing like a good podcast to get the juices flowing. Yeah, yeah. I feel the same same way. As a matter of fact, I'm going to... I got some wine under the desk here. I'm gonna <laughs> keep wine. keep a little bottle under the desk, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, normal reasons. Normal reasons. Get things going. So uh, anyway, um, so today we're going to be discussing uh, Young Einstein. We sure are. Nineteen. Uh, shoot, not even. Eighty-eight. Nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah. It was directed by Yahoo Serious, right? Starring and directed. Yes, it was. Directed by and starring Yahoo Serious. Yeah. So, I guess uh, who who does the history first? Me or you on this? Um, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm supposed to give the the you know oh. synopsis, which I really don't even know where to begin with this. <laughs> but um, I mean, I don't know. You what? How? What's what does this movie mean to you? Like, did you like it when you were a kid? Or I was kind of into science, so I was probably more interested in it than than most people. And I I was a kid. And I remember being like, oh, it's kind of fun. You know, it's not great, but it's kind of fun. And um, my opinion has changed quite dr- dramatically on this, <laughs> on that. Uh, but yeah, I remembered it having some fun parts. And um, we'll talk about what those might have been. What about you? What's your history with this? You know, it's weird because I remember it when you when you mentioned that you wanted to do it. I was like, oh, I, I remember that movie. Watching it again when I was like as an adult, I was like, I don't remember this movie at all. But for some reason, I liked it. I don't know if I just thought he was cool because he was like weird, you know, he had crazy hair. Mm-hmm. But I didn't remember any of the plot. I didn't remember any of the things that happened. So when you say you liked it, you mean you liked it now? No, no, no. I liked it as a kid. Oh, okay. But I said like when I, you know, I watching as an adult, I was like, I don't remember any of this. Like I don't, I don't know why I liked it so much. I just like I said, I think it might have just been because he was. He was just weird, and I like weird, stu- I like weird stuff. So, yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> it, it was probably made for kids. I, I, I'm guessing. Well, sort of, I guess. Yeah. Nothing in the '80s was ever fully made for kids. Like there was always some uh, like adult stuff going on. I guess. Yeah, this one didn't really have too much adult stuff. I don't think. I mean, except I mean the science thing. You know, like all, all the. Science. I mean, it was well, really accurate, but yeah. right, it was really inaccurate. <laughs> but the whole thing, the whole idea. I just thought this was a very weird movie. Like, I just don't understand why it was made. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> get it. I don't know why this was something that somebody wanted to do. I believe, like Yahoo Sirius was one of the most promising people to come out of Australia for film. Yeah, yeah. And so, I guess Hollywood has to give. They had to give every country at least one film. So, like, this was <laughs> Australia's best guy doing his best job at a film, maybe. Oh, yeah. I suppose it was. I mean, he's interesting, for sure, you know. Uh, I, I can only imagine that the entire idea for this movie came from the fact that he already had crazy hair. And people might maybe either, like, compared him to or he compared himself to, like, oh, Einstein had crazy hair. Like, I have crazy hair. How about I do a movie about Einstein? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he seemed more like Pauly Shore Carrot Top to me, but whatever. <laughs> I was gonna bring up Carrot Top. Yeah, he yeah. he's got to be the the basis for Carrot Top's whole shtick, <laughs> whether on purpose <laughs> or or unfortunately accidentally. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So yeah, why don't you walk us through the plot a little bit? Well, Tell I'm gonna try. What happens? Um, I don't know what I'm what I'm gonna how I'm gonna do with this, which I never do a good job. But this is even worse because I was. Just having trouble following this completely discombobulated and disconnected movie. So we've got Einstein as, you know, a young Tasmanian 
boy and he's an apple farmer with his dad, but he's really interested in science. So he's always kind of doing all these science things in his head and trying to figure out all these different like theories and, you know, whatever. So, uh, so his dad's like, it kind of makes fun of him, but then he's like, oh, you like science. Huh? I got something for you. So he takes him to the shed where apparently like his, for generations, they've been trying to figure out how to carbonate beer. <laughs> um, and he's like, you know, it's going to be amazing. Once the world knows how to do this, it's going to be the best thing ever. So he figures it out, but not without blowing up the whole shed, which he inexplicably, he's fine, obviously. But he gets the, he has the beer, comes out with, with the beer and his dad's like, oh my gosh, like you need to go to the mainland. So he goes to Australia, right? I'm assuming that's where he goes, right? Yeah, it was hard to tell, but yeah. Yeah, he's, and he's going through, you know, mountains and snow and all <laughs> over the place. And he get, he's finally gets on this train, even though the train apparently hasn't come in like decades. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's like a dead skeleton, a skeleton sitting there waiting for it. <laughs> But it comes and he gets on and he meets uh, Marie Curie with her boyfriend and they kind of like start talking and they kind of start to take a little bit of liking to each other. Mm -hmm. um, and he gets to Australia and he wants to give him the patent for his his formula. It's like E equals MC squared. And they're like, they basically like laugh him out of there. Like, no, we don't do that. That's like an idea. We can't do it. So they, they kick him out. And he has a few instances where he keeps going back and trying to show things. Because apparently he invents the electric guitar he invents rock and roll. He invents surfing. I don't know. He invents like everything, but he can't get a patent for anything. But then he is her um, Marie Curie's boyfriend does not like him at all because he can see that Marie's taking a bit of a shine to him, and he wants to take he wants to take Einstein's theory of relativity, like whatever he wants to take it because they don't really know what it is. But he's like, I'm going to carbonate beer, so he gives him a job at the patent office, steals his idea and makes this thing that he thinks is like this big beer bubbler, like big thing that's going to make, you know, beer be carbonated, but ends up actually being a bomb. I guess before that, uh, Marie like tells him about it. He goes to a lunatic. There's just like so much stupid stuff. <laughs> and I just completely, he is a, so okay. Preston Preston gets him, you know, taken away. He's like, this guy's a lunatic. Take him to the asylum. He's nuts. He doesn't know what he's talking about after he's like, this is my idea. And he's like, he's crazy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. So he, Marie Curie finds him in the asylum, tells him that she's, that he's going to make this thing. And he's like, oh my God, it's a bomb. And he doesn't seem to like care about it. So she gets really upset and goes back to France to live with her parents. But he goes to find her in his little boat and they go and they go, they go to the, the science awards to where, where this guy, where Preston Preston's going to debut his big thing where he's going to, you know, um, he's going to carbonate beer, but it's a bomb. So Einstein plugs in his electric guitar to this thing and somehow diffuses it by absorbing all the energy mm -hmm. through the guitar and saves everybody. And I don't know, that's it. And then like, he like bubbles the beer and he gets the girl and he wins the award and he plays a really terrible rendition of uh, a, of a blues song. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. I'm glad I didn't have to do that because I would have been I mean, this movie infuriated me with its inaccuracies. I know it's stupid to, to nitpick on that, but it just didn't make any sense. None it's of like it did. They went out of their way to shit all over like the legacy and science of Einstein for a comedic effect. It's not an homage as far as I'm concerned. It's really not, but oh well. I, I, cuss why I, said, I couldn't figure out why this movie even got made. It, it was just so <laughs> strange. I, I'm like every turn I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't even know what's happening with all the kind of slapstick ridiculousness, the props and the sound effects. I'm like, what? Oh God. I, I don't know. I, I, it was bad. So yeah, first of all, I'm not going to point out all, everything that's inaccurate. I'm sure I can't even do it if I wanted to. But Einstein did not grow up on an apple farm in Tasmania. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> that's number one for every, for anyone who's not sure. Yeah. And a lot of the things that they attribute to Einstein was actually Isaac Newton's ideas. But again, I'm not going to I'm not going to be that guy throughout this whole podcast. Right. Well, because we can't. I mean, there's not I enough. Can't. Time I can't. Do that. I can't do yeah. it. So I just remember I, I the the first scene I think when it, it like faded from the credits to the the opening shot 
it was just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately it was like, oh God, what did I do? Yeah. What did I do? Because <laughs> it's just him cutting his hair and he takes his helmet off and it's just like this big giant curl. I don't even know what kind of hair. What do you call that hair? Is there a name for it? It's like Sideshow Bob. I don't know. It was like Sideshow Bob. <laughs> I don't You're know. Right. And like ridiculous, like giant scissors. Like, I don't know. It's just that kind of humor is just not for me. I don't really, I'm not into it. I did get a kick out of when he was taking a bath in front of his parents on the porch. And he, <laughs> he realized he's actually washing the dishes at the same time. Yeah. And then he picks up the silverware. <laughs> like, a, like a bucket that you could barely fit in. I just have like, the, my note is like, this family is weird. Yeah. <laughs> There's no other way. You have like the giant, like ginormous, like weird mom that's just like makes food all the time, and she doesn't really say much, but she's all like happy and giggly. <laughs> you have this like weird kind of angry dad, and then you've got like Einstein, who's just I don't know what's going on. I kept thinking the dad was going to try to kill him because he was like, "You and me are going for a walk somewhere," and I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> he's going to try to kill his son," but uh, no, he doesn't. And then he's like, oh, I'll show you what I do all day. And he's trying to make beer. And I'm like, now they're going to show that he's like this abusive drunk. And it's like, no, they're bonding over drinking beer. I did think it was funny, though, like when he when they start drinking and then, you know, they, they get drunk. And then Einstein needs to go out into the woods to contemplate how to make the beer have bubbles. Yeah. Like, why does he walk? So he's like wasted. He like goes walking and like gets in a boat. I'm like, where is he going? <laughs> like, he's so drunk. He should not be doing any of this. I, I I did not I, uh, again. I don't know if carbonated beer did not exist before 1903. I assumed it had, but maybe it didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter. I thought it was like in the 1800s. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I guess we should have done some research on that. But nothing in this movie makes any damn sense. Anyway, it really doesn't matter. There's no reason why everyone in the entire world would be excited. That like the entire point of science, it seemed like was to put bubbles into beer. That's the only part of science that anyone seemed to care about. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> you can't split a beer atom. That doesn't result in, in carbonated beer either. You can't do it with a chisel. <laughs> oh, you can't do that? You can't just like split it with like a chisel and a hammer? I totally <laughs> thought that was oh what I was God. planning on doing this weekend. And then when they're in the beer, is that what you're talking about with all those stupid noises? The contraptions in the in the brewery that he built. Yes, it was like yeah, all those cartoon noises. So that yeah, they sit and they get drunk, and the dad's just like, "Oh, it, this is if we could just figure out how to put bubbles in this, we'll be rich." Like, why would that even be a thing? If I'm just like, I don't even understand the point of it. Like, so you don't have carbonate, but you don't really know what it is anyway, right? You don't know what carbonation is. You don't understand about bubbles. Why does the beer need bubbles? If the beer tastes okay and it gets you drunk, and that's obviously what you want it for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If that's, why do you? Why are you even thinking of that? Like, if that's why all it, you ever knew. Why yeah. would you? How would you know that it's missing bubbles? Exactly. And why would it? Why would you care so much? And so would everyone else in the world. In the world, apparently, all over the world. So yeah, I don't. I don't really know. Yeah. So apparently, Einstein invents putting bubbles into beer by creating atomic energy. Of course. Yep. And then, yeah, he treks through what looks like all four seasons yeah. to get to Australia. Maybe that's an inside joke that Tasmania is really far from Australia, but, you know, I, I mean, don't get it. it. It is, I guess, but I mean, I don't know. the. I do not know the climate and the layout. I mean, I don't know if there's mountains in that, that it does snow, but I never really thought of Australia or anything, you know, having a very... Tasmania is a real place though, right? It is. It's okay. an island like outside of Australia, like, you know, it's off of the coast of Australia. It is. It is. Real. I honestly didn't know. I only know Tasmania from Looney Tunes. So in the Tasmanian devil. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently there was one of those in in the uh, in the movie. You know, yeah, but it didn't spin. It didn't spin at all. It, did, it just was this weird little goblin thing. It was like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like and Newton. I mean, Newton. So I'm saying Newton because the apples. So Einstein is like throwing at apples and being like, I love creatures. And dad's like, kill everything. <laughs> um, he wants them to dam the valley, but there's no water there. I didn't, I didn't get that part either. I, I don't know. I don't understand it either. His, I, I mean, I don't, yeah, it didn't make any sense. I feel like they just wanted to show the extreme contrast between him and his dad. How his dad like doesn't care about nature, doesn't care about animals. And he's just like, I'm a pacifist dad. Like, I just want everyone to be happy and live in, like, you know, in harmony with the animals. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I buy it. Yeah. So he gets on the train with uh, Mary Curie and Preston Preston. And even though this is Australia, 
all the jerks spoke with British accents mm, and yeah. all the, I feel like all the, the cute girls were like French. <laughs> yeah. It was like nobody. Yeah. There was, and there was, yeah, they're supposed to be in Australia. Right. And there was like nobody Australian. No, they were all like British and French. I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was weird. But in like compare in, in stark contrast to like how he loves animals, he was really shaking that lizard around. I was like, <laughs> I was getting upset when he's on the, on the train and he's talking to her. He is like holding the lizard and he's like, Everything he's saying is emphasizing, like shaking the lizard. I'm like, stop doing that. I'm like, you're going to kill it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about lizards. That was a real lizard? It seemed like one. I mean, it was moving around like it was one. Maybe they put a fake one in his hand when he was moving it. I don't know. But it definitely certainly looked like a real one when, when they first showed it. Mm. So then he goes to the hotel. He gets a room. He goes to try to patent. The... Uh, what is that hotel? I can't. I don't understand. Is it supposed uh, to be like a whorehouse? Like, who are those ladies? I think, yeah, it's got to be a brothel. Those have got to be ladies of the evening, I would imagine, right? It Because they're, they're not really, and they're like swooning over him. I don't know. It was the weirdest thing. The guy in the, at the counter is all like, hey, do you want the biggest bed? And he's just like, I just want a room with a window. And the ladies are like, oh, I'm like, what are they swooning about? I don't, I didn't understand any of that part. I was like, what's, what is going on in this hotel? And then yeah. there's like tons of kids everywhere. I was like, what is, what is this? Yeah. It, it almost felt like if he had, if he had come there poor and no one paid attention to him and then he somehow made a little bit of money and was able to get a room with a window and then the girl swooned, I'd be like, oh, cause they're into like, now he could spend a little bit more, but he shows up there as like a, poor apple farmer he gets a room with the window so i assume it wasn't very much money i don't know why that impressed the girls i don't know it, did, it was weird the whole at whole hotel did you notice that it was on lonely street and it was a hotel so I was like is that supposed to be like down at the oh. end of lonely street it's heartbreak hotel I don't know. yeah i think you're right because <laughs> there was a lot of musical influence in this movie that's the one thing i gotta say there was a lot of classical music and there was a lot of rock and roll but it was like old rock and roll, even from the 80s, even for the 80s, it was like old man rock and roll music. But th I think the soundtrack was actually really good. I did like the soundtrack. I will say that it was a lot of kind of weird 80s new wave that people don't really listen to that I like. Right. And old rock. I don't know. It was an interesting. It was a very interesting soundtrack. I liked the classical music. There were some of the rock and roll was OK. Then they, they won't take his patent. Um, I don't know how Australian patents work. But you don't need to invent something. You don't need to physically invent something. Maybe it was different in the 1900s. You just have to invent something on paper to patent it. But you don't have to physically create something. Right. And the clerk can't be all judgmental and tell you he doesn't like it. or doesn't like your face and then kick you out. So that's not how <laughs> patents work either. That's really what it seemed like. He was just like, mm, I don't like you. You look weird. So, yeah. No. <laughs> and he goes to her school to find her how old is she supposed to be in this by the way I, college age i guess right? i i guess so i don't really know but she was working at the college no she i think she was a student oh she was a student yeah. okay because he goes to find her she's sitting in class and he walks up to the professor and he like erases everything on the blackboard and writes e equals mc squared and he gets kicked out right did you notice in that scene there's like a couple kissing the oh my entire god! Scene. What was that? They were just kind of like sitting there, like with their faces on each other, but not moving. It yeah. was just so weird. There's no, there's no point of that. This movie kind of reminded me of a very long '80s music video. A lot of things didn't make sense. It was like trying to be kind of arty, but also weird and like mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. There was so many things where I'm like, what? is that what is supposed to be happening right now but yes i took note of that and i thought it was incredibly odd yeah uh, well then okay so then they go on like the, these, these dates and he starts he starts talking about his theories of relativity and time and he gets it all wrong the movie just gets it all wrong please oh and they're walking on the, on the pier and there's just a bunch of dudes just standing there there's like three guys just standing there not moving and they walk through the pier is another like weird moment with the big clock. Yeah. And they start talking about, like, she's like, I wish time would just stand still. Yeah. And by context, you think that, like, it's supposed to be stupid and silly, but once in a while, he'll stop and, like, deliver an actual three or four lines of what sounds like real science. Mm -hmm. It's not. <laughs> it's still yeah. wrong. I think they <laughs> thought it was right, but it's totally not right. The, that, that idea of moving away from the clock at the speed of light makes right. time stop. That's not how that works. It's so, not how it works no, at all. No, no. definitely <laughs> not, not at all. And Mary Curie was also a genius, and I feel like 
they made her out in the beginning to be smart, but like as the movie went on, she was just basically was in awe of Einstein the entire time. Yeah, like she everything he said was amazing, even if it was complete garbage. Yeah. It yeah. Then later on in the movie, when he's when she visits him in the loony bin, she's like, because they gave her they gave her a funny accent too. I, I actually thought her accent was kind of funny. She said something like, um, "I'm so sick of thinking, zinking, zinking. All you do is zink." When she meant like <laughs> sick of thinking, thinking, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like uh, that's not something I would expect Mary Curie to say. Is I'm sick of all this thinking. No, no, that's crazy. So, but did they sleep together? Because I feel like. Einstein, well, Einstein probably has not had sex before, and they just kind of glossed over that because she's getting dressed or undressed in her bedroom. Well, he slept with one of the girls, it seemed like. the One of the girls that was in the hotel because he was doing something. Yeah. And she was like, got, she came out of bed and she was like talking to him. And all of a sudden, all these like kind of brothel girls are like super into science. And she's like, asks him a question. She's like, all right, well, I'm going to go to bed. And I guess she expects him to be like, oh, I'll go with you. And he's just like, all right, good night. You know, and that's right. it. Yeah. So I guess he sleeps with one of them before her. I don't really know. They didn't, they didn't really put like, it wasn't like the sex wasn't like a part of it. You know, like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's they definitely so, had a they, romantic relationship. They had, they had like these romantic undertones, but they never followed through on them because you would think that that would have been like a big thing for him. Right. Yeah, just you know, if you take like the the formula of these types of movies, you'd think that like him experiencing sex for the first time would have been the basis of at least one joke. Right. You know, because you have all these women fawning over him. Or maybe he would like come up with another theory. You know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. Well, this movie wasn't funny. <laughs> so. There, there was a. Did you did you catch in the train when he's trying to? He's basically mansplaining. Preston Preston is mansplaining to Mary Curie how a record player works. And he's like, it's this little needle, and he's doing yeah. this. And she's like, oh, where was? He was like, where was I again? She's like, this little he's thing about the little thing, yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, Preston Preston was like your what they call pseudo intellectual. You know, he he hung out with the intellectuals, he talked a good game, but he really was not an intellectual. No, not at all. But he liked to call himself a man of science. He was like, as a man of science. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated with him. I don't know why. Preston, but, Preston. I think yeah. it's funny. I think his name was funny. I don't know about <laughs> anything else. Yeah. So I have like so many notes because I wrote down so much. Mm -hmm. Not that like it has to all be discussed, but just to remind me because this movie made no <laughs> sense. So I needed like a guide for myself as to like what was going on in this movie. But how he comes up with rock and roll by watching the kids play hopscotch. Mm -hmm. No. So I don't even know no. what he was saying or what was going on. And he's... Then he said that he's invented an instrument that is based on the human heartbeat. And that was his electric guitar <laughs> or something. I, I don't know, man. That's I, not how you he's uh, he's uh, again. He's talking about how create electric electric instrument by using the speed of light. Like that's not how electric instruments work. He's, you're not electrifying the music. Um, yeah. The hopscotch thing. He was talking about, oh, the the upbeat of the. The acceleration is the downbeat of the, it's like, no, none of that made any sense. You know what I, I couldn't help but think was Beavis and Butthead when they were watching this video called Cigarette Dangles. And this <laughs> is for the old heads out there. I don't know. None of the young people would know this, but I think it was Beavis goes, <laughs> the angle of the dangle is directly proportionate to the heat of the beat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the first thing that I thought of when he was saying all this stuff. I'm like, all right, Beavis, shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Beavis. <laughs> he, yeah, he certainly liked to move, though. He loved to jump around. He was a very physical comedian. Very, yes, he was. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. When people go to the beach and they wear those fat stripes, like the red and white stripes, are those yeah. real? Like, do people, did people used to wear those? Was there a functional reason for that? I don't know. I think that there might be, unless it's just all I know is from television. I don't really know for sure, but I feel like maybe that was a thing, like those big almost like wetsuits, but like short pants and with the stripes. I don't know if that was just a thing they did for Hollywood or if that was actually a pattern that was, it could have been a pattern that was very popular. It looks like a prison jumpsuit to me. <laughs> or so I don't know. Ugly. It just looks weird. It's really strange, but it could, it could have been a pattern that was popular then. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. 
Uh, yeah. I, I mean, also know that Einstein did not invent surfing. So that's another thing, if anyone was wondering. <laughs> no, Einstein did not, did not take, invent Do not surfing. use this movie for any of your book reports or anything that you need to do <laughs> in school because you will get an F. yeah basically everything in this movie is a lie and it's funny because i i did believe some of it as a kid i think watching it again there were certain parts where i was like i think i believed that for a while not necessarily like he invented the surfboard but that he split the atom with beer first i think i thought that was true for a while (laughs) (laughs) i believe that actually that you (laughs) did believe that i don't know if i did because i don't really think that i was actually like thinking about that i don't i don't think i got it I honestly don't think I got it. Because in a lot of these movies, they have some truth. And I always try to find, like, I always try to intuit what the true parts are and what the embellished parts are. Mm-hmm. So I think even as a kid, I was like, I bet you that's true. That the he, they, they do this whole big song and dance about the beer and the still and Tasmania. But I bet you the fact that he used a beer out on the split first is the nugget of truth in this. Is that the one <laughs> nugget of truth that's in this whole movie? But no, that's not <laughs> so stupid. I mean, my my next note is literally this movie is all over the place. Like, I don't, <laughs> it is going in 45 different directions and I don't understand it. Yeah, exactly. He's doing so many things. I don't even know what where, where he's uh, what he's trying to get accomplished anymore. This Did he just give up on his bubbles? I mean, I, that doesn't even seem like it was his dream, right? It was his father's dream. It was his father's dream, right. He just, he really, he was into physics and he was, a, he was into science, but I feel like his dad sent him there to do this so that they could be famous and not live poor, be poor, poor apple farmers anymore. Mm-hmm. But he met a girl and he was happy and, you know, he was trying to do other things, I think. And then he meets, you know, then Preston, Preston gets involved. Yeah. And he gives him a job at the patent office, right? Yeah, well, first he steals the formula. He steals the formula. Gives it to the uh, the Germans. And then they, they even, don't they even say like the Bavarian brothers or whatever, don't they even say like this is impossible, like this isn't a thing to him? Don't they say that? I feel like maybe not. I thought the, they did. The, the Bavarians? Yeah. Um, no, they, they were like, oh, is this really going to work? And he's like, I guarantee it's going to work or something okay. like that. Yeah. Other people basically said it wasn't going to work. Anyone, everyone else in science was like, no, this isn't true. And he sends him to the loony bin. And I just, I mean, I did kind of laugh. I thought it was sort of funny. It it was very Monty Python-esque, like the Mm -hmm. whole loony bin thing, you know, like how it says it on the door and just. (laughs) The oversized nets. The big, yeah. (laughs) That was very Monty Python. Like that was very much like a Monty Python kind of thing. Yeah. And um, the, like, just to have these different rooms that they had like the mad scientist, you know, area and they had like the the manic depressives and. I mean, it's not really, it's not really funny, but like it was, it was silly and it kind of made me giggle. It was like, it's so ridiculous. One of the other scientists in there was a real guy, Ernest Rutherford, who's a real physicist. But I mean, that was just a reference. Didn't well, I assumed, it. I actually, you know, I, I kind of meant to look it up in the, for the movie if like they, you know, actually, because I, I had, I had felt like since none of this is, is in a real timeline anyway, and like none of these people actually really existed together for the most part. Like, I thought maybe that they would have a bunch of real scientists in with him because they mm-hmm. called it the mad scientist ward or whatever. And I thought that maybe there would be, you know, a bunch of them. But I didn't end up looking it up. So, <laughs> yeah, no, Ernest Rutherford was is one of the great scientists of all time. But the other guy who mentioned his name is Brian Asprin. I don't know who that is. So. Okay. I, don't, I don't think that's anybody. So, yeah. So they put him in the mad scientist ward. And the first thing they do is break his uh, the big. That big uh, nurse breaks mm-hmm. his electric guitar. Guitar, yeah. And then they feed them slop. But they, it doesn't see okay, besides that, it doesn't seem like it's so bad. They have like candlelight, they've got music playing. I'm like, it's not, you know, it's not the worst. Yeah. Because when he first went in there, I mean, you just see a bunch of crazy people going in a circle around a pole. I'm like, oh God, this <laughs> is awful. Like, this is, this is like torture. And then you see him like sitting there like at a table and they've got this classical music playing with these candles. And I'm like, this is not so bad. Okay. Yeah, they, they spend most of their time, it seems like, in the sauna. Yeah, right. It's like in the sauna and they get to like have like, you know, nice long. They even say that he is notorious for taking really long baths. Yeah. No, it's obviously not too bad, except for the chef that makes freaking kitten pie, which no thank you. And I was... <laughs> So upset, and I'm sitting there with my cat watching it. I'm like, I would never make pie out of you, <laughs> like telling her this while I'm watching this. That scene 
was has been stuck in my head since I was a kid, and I never knew where it came from. I probably could have looked it up, but I also didn't care. But like once in a while, that scene will pop into my head, and I'll be like, "Oh, I wonder where that's from." And yeah, it doesn't matter. And now I now I'll remember for the rest now of my life. Yeah. <laughs> but I that scene also like how did the how did the crust cook without the kittens cooking? How yeah, was the he going to eat was that like brown? And then yeah, you can't just uh, stick a bunch of cats in. It does that doesn't work. <laughs> There's no, there's no cooking medium. There's no water. There's no oil. You're gonna have. Like, I shouldn't even be laughing at this. I'm a person brains. that cries yeah. anytime there's like an animal that gets hurt. It's gonna be furry in the pie. Kittens under a crust. <laughs> They're like mew, mew. They're like mewing still. I'm like, oh my god. And they start moving faster as he turns the heat up. <laughs> it's, it's so not funny. Oh my gosh. Why, why was he cooking cats? I don't. That's what I don't understand. He was just like a cruel motherfucker. Like this guy was just a piece of shit guy. Like he just wanted to be mean, and he's like, "I oh, I'm gonna find these kittens in the alleyway and I'm gonna cook them up for no reason other than he's just an awful human." (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. So then she tries to go visit him, but they won't let her in because she's not family. Well, they give her every excuse in the book, and then they're like, "Oh well, you're not family." So then she dresses up as. Einstein's father, for some reason, <laughs> rather than his sister or mother, decides she has to be the father. So she puts on a beard and they let her in to the men's room. And there's like a weird thing where they start kissing and grabbing her ass. Everyone thinks it's his father. And they're like, oh, they're just a really close family. It's totally normal. Yeah. And then like they see her and then she takes the beard off and they're all like, oh, my God. And then they want to hide themselves. Like, it's totally normal to be standing there <laughs> naked in front of someone, somebody and their dad. Like, you wouldn't have any modesty about that. But now that you know it's a woman, then you're going to run away. Right, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so then she goes on this thing about, like, oh, you have to do something. The Germans are building this this, um, distillery. No, not distillery. Brewery with your formula. And they're going to split a whole bunch of atoms and just going to blow everything up uh, just to put bubbles in beer. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? I can't do anything. I'm in a loony bin. She gets gets upset. And she's like, I want a man who's going to do something. And then she leaves, but she doesn't do anything. She goes back to France. Yeah, she doesn't do a thing. Yeah. But he does because he's a kind because he's a scientist, so he has to take time to think about things. He can't just react. Right. He needs a moment. So he decides that he's gonna plug his electric guitar that he somehow rebuilt without any parts or anything, but whatever, he did that. And he's gonna plug it into the electrical supply of the asylum. Is that what he does? Yeah. Yeah. And he shorts it all out and then all the crazy people just run out and Right. Because in nineteen oh three, I'm sure all those doors were electronically sealed. <laughs> of course they were. Absolutely. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, and, and it shorted out their high tech security system. Like they're very high tech. Like, with a dumb dumb at the door. Yeah. Like, oh, you can't come in here. <laughs> That's their security. Except for that door. I don't know. Somehow that was like the big thing. They could not, they couldn't get through past that. So <laughs> Einstein found a way and he released all the crazy people and himself and took his little teeny tiny boat all the way to France. Is that what I'm he like, did? I was I I was like, how did he get to France? He took a boat there? Little, little teeny, it was like little dinghy. <laughs> Rode all the way from Australia to France. Yeah. From Australia to that's even that's even crazier than the US to France. Well, he did it. I mean, it's history. Right. It's right. It's in the movie. So obviously <laughs> it happened. Okay. Were you to question Yahoo serious? Oh, God. All right. Um, you know, uh, well, maybe I'll say that. Now, you know what? I want to bring it up now. I think Yahoo serious sued the company Yahoo for the he name. Did. He, he did, did, right? Yeah, like, I'm not late, making that later up. On. Yeah, he did. Okay. All right. That's, I don't know. I don't know. All right. So he goes to France. No words. <laughs> yeah. It's like I failed as a movie star, but uh, I don't know. So he goes to France and he, he's, he goes to visit, find Mary Curie. because mm-hmm. She leaves him a note that she moved back to France. And two kind of, notes. Two notes. Two notes. Two notes. But she, the return address was in France. So she either put the return address on while she was in the U.S. or she traveled back to France and then mailed in the letters in the span of like four hours. I mean, she did go. He did go to France, right? Because it wasn't that he where her France. parents were. Yeah, the, it was um, okay. yeah, that 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 whole science award thing was happening in France. In France, okay, that's what I thought. I just want to make sure I, I was following this movie correctly. I, I think so. Yeah, but they go, they go to. He goes to France, and they cut to her parents, who are just ripping on her. 
You're like, darling, you know, it's really great that you're smart and all, but like you need to find a man and settle down. Because yeah. <laughs> the most important thing is being married. You know, it, don't, it doesn't matter that you're smart and have a brain. Yeah, I love that. Like, and she had this in her bedroom, too, when she was like sleeping with with Einstein back in Australia. But just like open beakers with multiple colored liquids in <laughs> It's just like so sciencey, you know. And a fish in a wine glass. <laughs> like, what was that? It's like her little pet was just a fish was in a wine glass. Yeah. So um, uh, the the guy Preston Preston is going to show off this new bubble bubbled beer uh, at the science awards or whatever it was. And I guess they're in France. Yeah, they're in France because the, the father says like, oh. He already started. It's in Paris. And he's like, well, you have a hot air balloon on the lawn, <laughs> a hot air balloon ready to go on your front lawn. Yeah. Is that like what rich people have? Is that like a rich thing to, to have? Maybe in France in like 1908 <laughs> or six. What was it? Six, eight? Uh, 1903, I think. No, three. OK. Oh, well. No, wait, wait. You might be right. It might be 1906. I'm trying to think of the sign that came up. Yeah, whatever. So then they. 1906. It was 19. OK, you're right. I wrote it down. Yeah. So then they. They go to the science awards. Oh, I don't know what they're called. Is it the science awards? It was know. like something ridiculous, like the science academy awards, like yeah, playing on like the academy awards or whatever. Yeah. Marconi was yeah sponsored sponsored by Marconi <laughs> Radio, yeah. whatever. And this is the exact moment his parents back in Tasmania decide to listen to the wireless because the father's like, oh, uh, how about some entertainment? And the wife's like. Um, Oh, it's a little early in the day for that. Yeah, and he's just like so that. disgusted at the thought of that. I know. <laughs> it's like several times he gets so disgusted when his wife tries to proposition him for sex. And uh, yeah, it's weird. I think she seems sweet. I like I like the mom. Yeah, she was. She, I bet you she was a good cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she seemed like it. Yeah. Um, but the exact moment, well, they, they decided the exact moment to turn on the wireless and they get a radio signal from France perfectly of the science awards and yeah. they listen to it. Nope. They don't go, Oh, what's this crap? Let me turn it off. They go, no, <laughs> we turned this on. Might as well listen to it. And it's the science awards. Uh, who's it's presided over by Darwin, who again is long dead by this point, <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. And, they show up, and what happened? Who else is there? Sigmund Freud's there. Oh, the Wright brothers are there. Right. Like complete the Wright brothers necks, are there. Yeah. Right? And so Preston Preston is going to show off his beer making machine, and it. Uh, they try to warn him that it's you can't use atomic energy because you don't know what you're doing. You're going to blow everyone up. You know, and actually, what's kind of funny though is like way in the beginning of this movie is what I because I didn't really I didn't remember it, but I have my in my notes. It's I wrote. So like his dad sends him off to the mainland to do to, to do this because he thinks he can bubble, you know, make carbonate the beer. But I'm like, can he do it without blowing everything <laughs> up? Like it hasn't been proven yet that he's capable of actually putting carbonation in beer without a giant explosion and killing people. So we don't even know. And that's funny because I have yeah. that in the beginning of my notes and it ends up that. That's true. Oh, that's true. He can't. He's, he's blown up everything he's done. Basically, yeah. his electric guitar just blew shit up, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's, but he lives through everything. This guy is like completely, he's just indestructible. Well, he's always fine. Yeah. He's always alive. He can go through a lot and geez. Yeah. And oh, did you notice that? Well, you probably, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. But when he got to the the museum, the, the museum, the awards, this is supposed to be a Blu-ray copy. But I saw the cue marks in the right-hand corner, upper right-hand corner for the editor. Did you notice that a lot? Oh, I just noticed noticed it once. The dot, the white spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that tons of times. That's only supposed like, to be on film prints. That was weird because I noticed that too, and I was like, "Why is it happening?" So, because I noticed it like a, it wasn't just once. I noticed it at least like four or five times. It yeah. happened continuously throughout the movie, and I'm like, "That's weird." I'm like, well, "Was they were they doing like were they doing that for effect, or was that actually like accidentally put in or left in, or maybe it was a a copy of like a, an original copy of the movie. I, I'm all I can imagine is that they didn't actually have a master for this. So when it came time for DVDs and Blu-rays, 
they had to actually look at a real film print that Maybe. had the Q marks on it. That's true. Cause that I noticed that too. And I was like, that is weird. I'm like, this movie is only from like the eighties, like the late eighties. Like you, it should be, it shouldn't be on here, but I did. That's really funny. I was actually going to mention it, but I was like, I don't know if that's. Yeah. I wonder if they actually had to use an existing film print because they didn't have a master, but uh, yeah. So then he plugs his guitar. Did you see he plugs his guitar into a outlet that didn't exist? <laughs> okay so i thought i was crazy and i was like i don't want to rewind because i had to rewind and look a look again at this movie so many times because i'm like what the fuck is going on and i thought that i missed something but i didn't so i didn't want to rewind it anymore i was like i know it's coming to the end and i don't want to rewind it again i'm like but that motherfucker just plugged something in to a glowing like purple area of this barrel and there was no socket there there was at no all. socket there was nope, no holes nothing. or nothing i was right? like okay so i'm glad that i wasn't crazy i'm glad i didn't bother to rewind it there yes there was nothing there and i did notice that but at that point i was like let me just get through this because <laughs> yeah, i can't right? deal with this movie anymore <laughs> And they make a big deal of saying like, oh, there's nowhere to run. It's an atomic bomb. We're all going to die. How? And all right. It's just not even <laughs> consistent because he's talking about like in several points in the movie, he says like, oh, energy can never neither be created or destroyed. Or when you split an atom, the two halves of the atom are less than the whole because whatever's missing is turned into energy. Like there's a whole point of the fact that there's a finite amount of energy released when something happens. So. If the atomic bomb is enough energy to kill everyone within miles, how can you absorb that with an electric guitar? It, like, it doesn't even make internal consistency. Like, it sense internally consistent with itself. I don't know. You turn different colors and... He wound up making a real big faux pas in 2020 at the end of this movie. Well, at the end of that scene. Well, I mean, they were, he did it a couple of times. And, like, I did notice that. And mm -hmm. I was like, I don't really think it's even worth it because it wasn't... I know. I, I kind of feel like I was I was like, should I say anything? Should I bring it up? And I was like, he was just supposed to be covered in soot. And I understand right. you know, how people feel about that. But I you like, can't escape I it, though. I don't For even want to get that because it's not it's nothing to do with any. I understand. But I'm just saying I, it's just interesting that you can't escape it with every movie. Something is breaking today's rules from today. The 80s. Yeah, every exactly. movie in the 80s. Absolutely. Somewhere, 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 somehow is breaking a rule in 2020. But he was also white. He was also red. You know, it wasn't right. anything like yeah. that. I agree. No, I don't think there was anything meant by it. Yeah. So, yeah, he drains the atomic energy mm -hmm. and he's fine, of course. And he saves everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Then he goes. Then they, they make him a, a world hero or something. They I, I, do. He gets the award. Right. I mean, well, um, Mary Curie knocks Preston Preston out because he's about to shoot him. He's right. about to shoot or whatever, and she knocks him out, and there's thus saving everyone, and he's fine. He gets the award, he bubbles the beer, and he gets the girl. And then he goes back to Tasmania with her, and there's a huge parade with all these signs, like he's the world hero. World hero. World hero. <laughs> Tasmanian boy, set. world hero. Yeah. <laughs> and um it ends with this complete this like terrible display of awful. <laughs> musical mimicry i don't know what yeah. i don't know I don't, I don't know i mean well first of all he says that uh embarrassing he's like the dad's like oh are you richard famous he's like no i gave it away to all the governments of the world oh yeah the government. they're like oh what if the governments use it to to kill people and he's like hey, if you can't trust the governments who can you trust and it's like <laughs> there's a yeah exactly there's a beat for like that <laughs> but it's like you're referencing the fact that millions and millions of people died horrible deaths. So, like, because of the atomic bomb, yeah. like, they <laughs> like, you know, literally, like, people have died. So it was really a weird choice. Was, yeah, that was a weird. Too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> I have like, ha ha, government jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have hilarious that people died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like I'm not laughing at that. It's just uh, we're like we're both like wow, like wow, really. Yeah, yeah. Then he gets up like, on stage. Forget about like him, you know, being covered in soot. This is like actual, really <laughs> fucked up shit right here. That's yeah. actually said, you know, like oh my god. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but then he gets up on his porch and he gives a concert, which is just as you say, it's terrible. It's it's so cringy. It's embarrassing. And you know what? The only thing, the only time that I really, really laughed in this whole movie 
was that hysterical screaming girl because she <laughs> was so good. Like, I don't even know. She might have never even done anything again. But that girl was so convincing as being so excited to see him that when she was freaking out, I was actually laughing like pretty hard. I was like, that girl made this whole movie. So thank you, screaming girl. You you, you did it for me. Nobody in this movie ever did anything again. Even the woman who played Mary Curie, I looked her up. She doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. And she was in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, can we just forget that? <laughs> like, we just pretend that never happened. I mean, yeah. he did some other stuff. He did like two other movies, apparently. Well, he got he got like a two picture deal. So his second movie was just another vanity project that didn't go anywhere. I did, didn't see yeah. it. Rec Reckless Kelly. Yeah, Reckless Kelly. And it's kind of it sounds like I didn't see it, but I looked it up and it sounds kind of like a jackass kind of thing. Like. He's yeah, it's, just, it's like, throwing I, himself around like an idiot. Yeah, I think it's it's similar to uh, you ever see the movie Hot Rod? No, I don't know. I could be completely wrong. But that's the impression I get. Basically, about an idiot who does dangerous stuff like stunt work. Okay, it's a love story. He actually, in real life, married one of the girls who played prostitutes in that brothel. Oh, he did, and she was in that movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that end part though. It seemed, you know, it was so long. It was like, I mean, it's pretty obvious that he's never. I mean, I don't think it seemed pretty obvious to me that he's never picked up a guitar. Like he wasn't even trying to pretend to play the chords. And no, it was where was so the drums long. coming from? Where was the bass was, coming from? Oh, there was a whole, it was a whole like orchestra going on. <laughs> like you know, and then his voice, obviously, that was so annoying. And like, but it was like he really wanted to do it because he did the whole song. It's not like they did like a couple of seconds and then it, you know it faded out. <laughs> he did the entire fucking song and i'm like and i kept wait i was like can i turn this off yet like there's something else gonna happen and i just kept waiting until then you know that he does his big jump or whatever and it's over but i'm like i thought they were like gonna roll the credits over it i thought when he got up on stage to the music they were just gonna start rolling the credits over to him performing no, he and really I, wanted people to see that like i he looked was at the really... time code and i was like there's nine minutes left like, what yeah the fuck? Why because, is there nine minutes left to this movie? Because he really wanted people to see that part of the of the movie for some reason, and I don't understand why. Because it wasn't good, it wasn't funny. It was I was I was embarrassed the whole time. I'm like, yeah, he's trying to imitate like Mick Jagger and some of the other. He's just doing a bunch of wacky stuff on stage, and he even like puts the guitar on automatic and just fully commits to the physical comedy at one point. That was comedy. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I, I it was it, it embarrassed <laughs> me. I was like, please look at me now so all i have for my notes yeah that's all i got for my notes too um i don't think there's anything else to talk about i wish there was but i just don't i don't i don't really know i mean i have other things to say <laughs> i mean i don't know what there is to say about the movie you know itself because it, it's you know it's weird because i really do remember liking him and i thought he was interesting and when i was like watching it again i'm like you know it kind of reminds me there was one scene in the in the movie when i think when they're probably maybe breaking out of the um, the asylum. And it's like him with a bunch of other people. It's kind of in silhouette and there's music playing. And I was like, it kind of reminds me of like hipsters today. Like some hipster guy thinks he's like super awesome and like arty mm -hmm. and wanted to make something, you know, with music and like be weird and kind of funny. Like it just, it kind of reminded me of, of that. Like he was like some kind of like, you know, hipster guy and that he just wanted to make, he just wanted yeah. to make Movie. you know what that's, i mean like it's yeah. a vanity project like you said but yeah, it's just, i was like it could be someone from now it could someone, be some really irritating art guy that's just like someone thinks he's so great that he just takes all of his first ideas without ever like refining them he's yeah just like, like whatever comes to his head he's like that's perfect we're gonna do that i know some people like that <laughs> <laughs> what about his clothes what about the all the people's clothes in this movie do you have anything uh because I, I found his clothes to be sort of repulsive it was a lot of suspenders and it was everything yeah. was very very dirty but his, but his, his waist was so high he like had his the pants were up so high i, I don't know and he was he was like wearing oversized stuff and he's like a skinny guy but he was actually shirtless through a lot of this movie that was another reason i was like this, yeah he was shirtless through a lot of the movie you know what's really funny is that I didn't really notice it because he's so weird looking. <laughs> you know, I wasn't. I, I guess I wasn't like, oh, okay. Well, he's at least he's good. Look. I, I don't. That's so funny because I didn't even notice he was shirtless. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I would say I can remember at least five times in the movie he was shirtless. That's like a lot for a movie. <laughs> yeah. You know. Hmm. I, I don't. I don't know. I think he just really likes himself. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. And I kind of feel bad because I heard that like he you know, lost his house or something like recently. Oh, really? 
Mm, yeah, sorry. you know, he he's I don't know. I read that. I was like, where is this guy now? Like, what is he doing? And I guess I don't think he think he lives in California and he like lost his house and you know, he was because he was like a flash in the pan kind of guy. And I guess he didn't do yeah, he wasn't as successful as he thought he was gonna be. So I mean, I don't I haven't read anything about his personal life, but just based on this movie, I mean he seemed like a nice guy. I didn't 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 uh didn't strike me as someone who was like mean or, or anything. You know, so, a little, you know. probably a little conceited, but yeah. But I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't w- want to wish anything bad on him. Oh, of sure. course not. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, but yeah, um, weird clothing choices for him for sure. I guess everyone else was sort of normal. They made her look kind of pretty. I thought she was wore she wore some nice stuff. Who? Uh, Mary Curie. I mean, yeah, but it was nineteen oh six. Like I guess they dressed like like it was nineteen oh six, right? Yeah. <laughs> like when she's at the beach she's got that f- like full she looks so hot like she was just wearing such a big dress all, this, yeah, all these clothes <laughs> you're not allowed to show any skin if you're a woman no what was that taint sunning craze that happened uh, <laughs> like a year or two <laughs> no you're not allowed, if you couldn't have done that in uh, 1906 Par- party or in jail <laughs> You gotta get that vitamin D on your butthole. I don't know what people are thinking. <laughs> people are fucking stupid. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, let's um let's go to Rotten Tomato reviews first. Is that right? Oh God. Does Rotten Tomatoes even have a thing for this? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. I would imagine that they do. I mean, this movie does exist. I know. Well, there was was I, I feel like I've seen maybe not maybe we haven't done one but I feel like there's been movies where like I haven't seen a Rotten Tomato score. I, did we do a movie that didn't have one? We may have. Maybe I think we did one that had a zero, but I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we did one that didn't have one. Um. Yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You um, got any any ideas? It's kind of hard because for some reason he became pretty popular for a little while. Like he actually had a he had a moment, right? I mean, he wasn't just like mm-hmm. it wasn't this like huge colossal joke of a movie, even though it kind of and it is now. But I feel like at the time, like he kind of was popular, and I feel like the movie did okay. Um, I'm gonna say Rotten Tomatoes score of like 35 and uh, audience score of 40. 35 and 40, you say. So let's get this shared out. 36 and 50. Nothing. All right. Very wasn't, close. Wasn't Very, too far off. And as a matter of fact, it's been rated 12,000 times by audience members. That's a, that's a pretty pretty big number. I'm actually surprised it's 50. <laughs> I, I thought <laughs> I was being generous by saying 40. <laughs> <laughs> The movie runs out of, excuse me again, energy and the late going and the invention of the humor is uneven. But Sirius plays the title role with charm and lightness. His wild red hair makes Don King's look like a crew cut. I guess there's something kind of charming about him. I guess we know we didn't really mention that. Like there's something charming about his character and he's sort of sweet. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of can't help but like his character a little bit. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I just I wish. uh, Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like he could have paid better homage to the science, but I just I'm con- I just want to know why he did this movie. It just doesn't make sense to even have it made. Mm. You know, it was just weird. Like who who says? Well, what if Einstein was born like you know in Tasmania? You know, like, what who's who's like? I don't I don't understand. I just it's the reason this movie is so flawed. I think is because from the from the get go, it doesn't make any sense. Like why was this a th- why is this even a thing anybody would care about? Mm-hmm. It's not. So it's, well, it's just a strange <laughs> idea for a movie. David Kerr from the Chicago Tribune says the next serious movie could be well something. Wait, the next serious movie could well be something special. Don't quit your day job, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you were. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. You weren't. But yeah. people like it, though. There's a lot of fresh here. Yeah. Pleasingly cartoonish as physical comedy. Oh my god! I thought the physical comedy was just irritating, but I'm also not into that. So I am not either. Yeah, I agree with you. Some people actually could think that's funny if they're into that kind of stuff, like that pie in the face kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm not. I just don't think it's funny. So, but yeah, I, I, you know, if you're into that, I guess you think it's funny. Not all the gags work. The cat pie related ones, for instance, but the whole is clearly the product of an inimitable 
and engaging talent. I don't know what that means. Uh, a rather lame, awkward, and amateurish movie, only fitfully funny and made in such a remorselessly lowbrow way that it makes Crocodile Dundee look like Citizen King. I don't know about that, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Wow, way to drag another Australian movie into this. Well, I think that they expected it to be good because didn't it just come off the kind of like off the haunches of Crocodile Dundee? Didn't that come out and it was Australian and then they thought this or was it the opposite? Uh, no, this this came out after Crocodile Dundee. Okay, so I kind yeah. of feel like I, re- I remember reading that they thought that it was going to be really do really well because Crocodile Dundee did, did so well. Mm-hmm. This might have actually been after the sequel or around the time of the sequel for Crocodile Dundee. Late 80s, yeah. Which I, I happen to like the sequel better. I liked Crocodile Dundee 2 more when he's in New York. But uh, this movie was hyped in 1988 more than Jason Goes to Manhattan ever was. Yahoo Sirius was a quirky Australian comic. Oh, man. Akin to Pee Wee Harmon and Napoleon Dynamite. What? I wonder, yeah. I wonder if he inspired Yahoo.com. Oh, my Lord. Oh, that's why he sued because of you. Yeah. <laughs> regardless. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, he appears in a quiet little comedy about his exploits and inventions in the small town in which he lives. This isn't true. I hope this guy knows that this is all fake. I like the scene where they are planning to bake fluffy kittens into huge pies. <laughs> well, you're just a terrible person. <laughs> yeah, this person is a terrible person. There's a there's a bit of a love story, too. The music isn't too good. Oh, man, you were just. I thought the music was the best, like, honestly, one of the best parts of the whole movie, to be completely honest. Yahoo's hair is red and punkish like a modern day Pippi Longstocking. Dude, okay. This guy, who a guy, I don't know, guy, girl, whatever. I, I, that one I agree with. Idiot. I agree with that. It's worth checking out, but it didn't have me howling with laughter. He's First nothing of all, like Pippi Longstocking. Pippi Longstocking <laughs> is a girl with braids. And this is not, I mean, if you're going to use anything, I would say Pauly Shore, Carrot Top. There's nothing like Pippi Longstocking. You are just, ter- <laughs> do not do not review things anymore. Just shush. This guy says this movie was hyped in 1988 more than Jason Goes to Manhattan. Yeah, because it was the, Jason Goes to Manhattan was the eighth movie in that series, and it was a, also a horror movie. But so, why are you comparing the two? How are those two even comparable? Like, what it's is like, the, why, that's like why'd you pick this that person movie? went to the store, so my cat meowed. What <laughs> what doesn't even make any sense? Why did you pick that movie to compare it to? Because it's probably his favorite movie. <laughs> Which says a lot. Screw screw Yahoo Serious. This movie isn't better than Jason Goes to Manhattan. How come <laughs> we got so much more budget? Get out of here. Oh my gosh. All right. So I don't know. We could we, we probably could read a lot of these, but I don't know if, if we even deserve to have a long episode for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about box office numbers. All right, let's do it. Let me verify this. Before I give it to you, because I looked it up. I just wanted was to it hard take to it. find. Uh, no, it wasn't hard to find, but I thought it was a bit confusing. Why did it make a lot of money? <laughs> <laughs> um, like, that can't be right. The budget surprised me. So, all right. Actually, there's a whole thing in, the, in, in Wikipedia about the budget, which I think I might as well read to you. Sirius managed to get the Australian Film Commission support for the movie. By March of 84, an hour of the film had been shot partly by the AFC, not the American film, whatever. That's that's another thing, right? The AFC? This is the Australian Australian Film Commission. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sirius was then able to pre-sell the film to an American company, Film Accord, for $2 million. This enabled him to raise the film's original budget of $2 million, $2.2 million. So the budget ended up being, uh, there was re-editing, re-scoring, Hours of new new material shot. This pushed the budget of the film up to five million. Warner Brothers contributed another four million. Jeez. So yeah, okay. The budget was eleven and a half million dollars. Well, it says five million on Wikipedia, but I've seen eleven and a half million elsewhere. Let's go with five million. Let's say five million. That's a well. That's a big difference, though. Yeah, I but mean, I think I think the other money might have been marketing. So let's say let's say the production budget was five million dollars. Five million dollars. I, I do I do really think this movie made money because I do remember it being out and I do remember it kind of being a thing. Um, Jesus, I don't. Twenty five million. Twenty five million. Wow. Five million dollar budget. Twenty five million dollars. Movie made eleven and a half. Eleven and a half million. It made eleven and a half. Yeah. 
This is what wait, was weird. So wait, that's, are you sure that's what it made? Because we, you was like not sure if that was the budget. Well, that's so why that's I was going to say, that's why I initially was confused because I was like, uh, something's off here. So I think the budget numbers where it says 11 and a half is actually wrong. It definitely okay. made 11 and a half. I think the $5 million budget okay. was correct. All right. But yeah, so I mean, double, it doubled its budget. It, it, it broke even at least and made, maybe even made money. So that's pretty interesting, right? Yeah. I and, mean, I was giving it a lot more than that. I don't know. I, maybe I was just had in my head that it was more, the budget was more. And I was thinking that, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's why. Okay. So it debuted at number eight and okay. Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan debuted at number nine. So it edged out Jason takes Manhattan on its opening weekend. Right. But it was, it was Friday the 13th, second weekend. And right, this but guy was guy still bitter really, about it. He really, really likes this movie, or he had something to do with it, because there's no reason that eight and nine are really not a big competition. Like, <laughs> oh, cares? maybe he was a director. Maybe he was a director who left that comment. I, seriously, like, I don't know why you care so much. So it's when the uh, Parenthood debuted. Interesting. Parenthood, yeah, it was beat out by Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Lock Up, Batman. Ah, when Harry met Sally, Lethal Weapon Two, Turner and Hooch, like a lot of a lot of good. This was an amazing weekend in the movie theaters. I was going to say a lot of movies that were popular, but I'm like, nope, nope, Dead nope, Poets Society, nope, License to nope. Kill, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Ghostbusters, well, Ghostbusters 2, 2, yes. Do the Right Thing, Me and Him. Oh, you know what Me and Him is? I do not. Me and Him is a movie about a guy <laughs> who- very much money. <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, well, let me tell you what it's about. Me and Him is a movie about a guy whose dick starts talking to him. In a, oh. like inner monologue, he starts hearing and that the was thoughts in the of theaters? his penis. Well, it made five thousand dollars, but that was in the theater, like regular theater. It, it was sort of like a an edgy R-rated sexy comedy about a guy who hears the thoughts of his own penis. <laughs> I need to watch this movie now. That is so freaking weird, isn't it? It's like right up there with like the movie with the people with the butthole faces. <laughs> <laughs> There's another movie in the 80s that was, was just done by another podcast, but I did see this when I was a kid called My Demon Lover, where a guy's dick becomes possessed, and then he has to try to get someone to help exercise it. How did I miss all this genitalia movie stuff happening? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I didn't ever, I don't, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not familiar with any of it. I only remember that time because, and we're not talking about the Yahoo series anymore, but in My Demon Lover... He meets this this guy who's living on a street and knows about like voodoo and he shows him his dick and in, in like the middle of the street and like these people passing by and they're like looking at him and they're all disgusted like, oh, and he goes, go back to Jersey. And I remember asking my dad, like, what does go back to Jersey mean? Because <laughs> I didn't understand it. And that was like always made me remember that movie. So that's well, the first that, time I ever heard. What go does back to that Jersey. mean? Is, it, is that like a euphemism <laughs> for something? Like, No, it just means like you're in New York. All right. It's weird here. You don't like it. Go back to where it's safe. <laughs> oh, <Okay. laughs> go back to Jersey, you bum. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I guess I've been delaying it, but we got to do our ratings. You go first this time. I go first. Okay. This one was tough for me. Um, agree. I'm going to give it a three. I almost gave it a two, but I'm going to give it a three. Because it was, it, it was cringy at parts, but it was mostly harmless. Um, nothing technical stood out as being terrible. You know, I it didn't. I didn't hate my life watching it. I just wish it would. I just was hoping it would end soon, but I wasn't like pulling my hair out. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a three. And uh, for cheese, the cheese factor, I'm gonna say a nine. A nine on the cheese factor scale. I think this was a pretty cheesy movie. Yeah. I don't think I have to even justify it, but yeah. <laughs> by my definition, I think this is pretty up there. So I'm going to say a nine on the cheese factor. You know, if it, if it was Yahoo serious in space, maybe a 10, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> don't give him any ideas, Adam. <laughs> he might hear this and be like, oh, you know, yeah. but I'd watch it. Okay, so what about you? What's your ratings? You know, I hate to do, I don't like when we have like the same, you know, like ratings, but I want to give it a three and I wanted to give it like a one, but I, I can't do that because this, honestly, the soundtrack alone for me, I don't, I don't know if many people like are into the same kind of music, but I mm -hmm. really love that kind of like Europe, new wave 80s music. And this was full of it. And there was so many good songs on there that I just, I just loved, I like listening to it. And 
you know, he was uh, something charming about him. I don't know what, but there was. He was kind of sweet and stupid and innocent, but smart too. So I have to give it a three too, also, because yeah, I don't know. It I was getting annoyed at it watching it, and I was kind of like hurry up and, and finish, but there is some there was some redeeming thing, so I, I can't I can't give it less than a three. Mm-hmm. Um cheese factor, I'm gonna give it I wanna give it a 10. But I I, can't, I I just can't. So I'm going to do a nine also. And I hate to do that. But it's this is the first so, time we've ever agreed so, on both numbers. So ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. But there's something that's keeping me from saying that it is the cheesiest movie ever. You know, like we've watched cheesier. Even though this movie was cringy, cringy and cheesy to me are not the same. Mm-hmm. So... I have to I have to give it a nine. You know, maybe you know, maybe I'll give it an eight. Yeah, I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna go with an eight. Because it was it was it was cheesy, but it was more cringy for me. And it was more like the obvious um kind of humor that like in your face, falling down, you know, big props, like that kind of silly thing. And while that's like cringy and stupid, I don't know that it's cheesy, it's it's it is cheesy, but I don't know that I can say it. So I'm gonna go with an eight. Okay. All right. So we have not picked the same in both categories. I feel like we might have at some point. It's early on, but maybe not. I don't know. All right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Um, this movie is crap and uh, <laughs> very succinct. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I can't imagine a reason that I would ever watch this movie again. I will not. I will not watch this movie again. Um, <laughs> and. I'm, you know, I'm kind of glad I saw it as a, as a grown up because for some reason I liked it as a kid. I don't remember what I liked about it at all. Me too. This is a movie I was anxious to see as an adult because I don't think I, I, this is one of the movies that I saw when I was maybe eight or nine or 10, but have not seen since. And I really wanted to know what I remembered and what was different now that I've seen it as an adult. So I'm glad I did. The only things I remember as from a kid from it is him in the bath and him with the electric violin that's it i don't remember anything else but i remember when i saw that i was like i remember that oh i remember that right yeah i agree those were the only two things i remembered so yeah all right all right so uh that's it for this episode thanks everyone and we will catch you next time oh do we have a pick for next week no no okay all right see you later everyone (laughs) stay fresh cheese bags